Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to give a shout out to Ruben and his podcast, Hoops and Hepavison, which is a Mavs-orientated podcast. Thank you for all your support. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Ruben. And today we've got a, a pretty important podcast happening. We've got Jeremy from the from Hong Kong. Um, how are you doing tonight, Jeremy? Hi, um, I'm doing fine. That's, Thank you. Thank yeah, you for having me. That's great to hear. So, I mean, you know, over the last week or so, I'm sure, since we released the last podcast, I'm sure everybody kind of understands the situation that's happening right now. Um to, to recap the NBA side of things, Daryl Morey um, last Sunday posted a, a pretty innocuous tweet um, with a picture um, saying that he stood in solidarity with Hong Kong and, um, you know, supported freedom for Hong Kong citizens. Um, we brought Jeremy on to kind of discuss the entire situation in Hong Kong from from his point of view as a citizen there. And then um, also to discuss our end of things as Americans, understanding the entire Hong Kong-China relationship, why China is so upset at Daryl Morey and the entire NBA as a whole for all of this, (laughs) for an innocuous tweet. Um, And and then we're going to kind of go from there. But um, Jeremy, we talked about this before recording that um, I would kind of state how I understand the situation in Hong Kong to begin with. And then um, if you see anything wrong in what I'm saying, just kind of stop me and, and we can correct it. All right, sure. No problem. So to to go as far back as possible without going too far back, I understand that Hong Kong to, to Beijing and, and to President Xi is still part of China. Um, and China kind of calls it the the one state, two solutions point of view, because Hong Kong used to be a territory of the UK, and then it no longer was because China bought it back. Um, But Hong Kong was the only part of China that was considered democratic, while, of course, the the triple CP um, handles the rest of China as um, an authoritarian uh, regime. Is that about right so far? Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so uh, Hong Kong was uh, under British rule uh, before 1997, and then um, it was handed over to China in 1997. So um, the official name was of that was uh, One Country, Two Systems. So yes. basically, um, and it's uh, Hong Kong has more democracy, and also uh, there's a f- uh, 
free judicial system and free economy. So that's um, that I would say is the more important part of the two system thing because yeah. in China, um, basically judges are state uh, state employed and then they follow whatever the state says they need to do. So, okay. um, so for people who uh, speak uh, speak out against the government or even speak out against some local authorities of their wrongdoings, mm-hmm. they will get sent to trials and then uh, they'll get imprisoned. So whereas okay. in Hong Kong, uh, yeah. that um, that hasn't really happened, but right, right. Uh, it will start to happen. Right, happen. right. Because the yeah. from what I understand, the... the um... The protests this year are about the fact that the Hong Kong government um, approved a a resolution to allow the extradition of Hong Kong citizens or anybody living in Hong Kong to mainland China and also um, to um, Taiwan as well. Is that correct? Um, not not exactly Taiwan. So um, okay. the the spark uh, what's sparked this uh, anti. Uh, Sorry, what sparked the extradition bill is that in Taiwan there's a murder, mm-hmm. uh, which Hong uh, a guy from Hong Kong murdered another person from Hong Kong and then went back to Hong Kong. So okay. uh, he cannot be prosecuted in Taiwan, um, and Hong Kong cannot prosecute him for murder because it doesn't happen in Hong Kong. Okay. So um, so he murdered spot, another uh, Hong Kong citizen in Taiwan, and yep. then went back to Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Hong Kong can't do anything about it. But the government uses this as an opportunity to push uh, the extradition to China. But you know, as you might know, China and Taiwan they're two um, different sovereignties. Yes. So but China considers Taiwan part of China. Yep. Um, politically correct, that would be. Um, Yes, they're uh, the same China, but mm-hmm. de facto they're, they're the two different sovereignties. Right. So you can't. Uh, so the extradition bill was to mainland China, not to Taiwan. So um, the extradition bill would not actually help this case. It's only there to help China to punish people who speak out against them. Okay, and so that's yeah. how all the protests started then. Um, was because yep. of this extradition bill, because of something that had really nothing to do with the bill to begin with. Exactly. Uh, and it kind of devolves the 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 two state, or I'm sorry, the one state two solutions um, agreement that happened back in the 90s. Yep. Yep. That's um, right. Okay. Um, and then of course, fast forward quite a bit because the the protests are still happening um, every single day. There's been more and more controversy about it, not just from the NBA, but also um, from a from a Hong Kong um, Blizzard player that had his thing, and then from from Apple and the and the Hong Kong uh, police app that that was rejected and then approved and yeah. then <laughs> and then brought down, <laughs> which is just yeah. crazy to me. Um, <laughs> But I think, you know, this is still an NBA podcast, so I think try and, and talk about what happened with Daryl Morey more so. Um, he posted a a tweet, which was just a picture of, 
I, I think it's sta- it stated something along the lines of you know, like stand, free standing Hong in Kong yeah free Hong Kong yeah. or, or standing uh, in solidarity with Hong Kong. It's a slogan uh, from the Hong Kong protest. It says, uh, "Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong." Yeah, fight so, for freedom, stand with yeah, Hong Kong. Okay. It's it's quite harmless in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but apparently China is very very pissed about it. So from what I understand, like you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the reason that China and and G are more pissed about it than they normally would be is because that that tweet went out like during China's celebration of the 70th anniversary of the Communist Party. Um, And so Xi has been very, very heavy handed in anything that was anti-communist. And that's also what made the uh, the protests be even more grandiose than than they were to begin with. Is that right? Uh, I'm not exactly sure about date which uh daryl mori posted the tweet uh, so the uh it was a week ago sunday on... so it was the 29th of september oh, all right yeah then that's right up about the time of the uh celebrations so yeah that definitely touched the nerves of them but i think um uh china has always been this um this hard on any people who speak out against them. So yeah. in China, like even things, the, these this mouth, um, just like a slogan, um, they will put down. And then, uh, I just think that they they don't respect that uh, Daryl Moore is someone from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then they treat him like as if a person from China. But that's just not the right thing to not the right thing to do, right? Um, because this sparked a very huge international conflict, I would say. I would say that it, it raised yeah, a, it was... uh, a lot of attention to yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that Xi runs the, the Chinese government, which is good and bad because people like <laughs> they hear one thing and they're like, oh, my God. But they don't get to, to hear more, more detail yeah. about yeah. About the way that the Chinese government is run, because you know, because of the the one state two solutions issue, like China is a very very unique country in the way that they run their government. I would say, like even being communist, uh, they're not exactly traditionally communist. Um, no, but they, they're not communist at all, but they're authoritarian. Yeah, definitely. very fascist. I think they're more <laughs> exactly. They're more fascist than communist, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the the way that they govern the people is that they um, force feed the idea of patriotism to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. the whole country becomes very uh, nationalistic. Uh, so anything you say about Hong Kong or say about freedom, say about freedom of speech, say about right. democracy, that is an impeachment to national security and right. to the national pride of the Chinese people. So Which is something like that think... Hong Kong has had separate from mainland China, of like you yeah. guys have had that opportunity to to speak freely about whatever you'd like, even if it was against President Xi or the Communist Party or anybody else. Yep, yep, that's right. But because of this this new bill that's been passed, you know that that extradition bill, that means that the the opportunity for for you as a citizen of Hong Kong to speak out against the Communist Party. It, it can strike fear into citizens of being able to do that because at any point um, the Communist Party could ask for an extradition of of their of 
Hong Kong citizens to Beijing to be tried for treason, basically. Right, that's right. Um, I would add that, uh, in fact, the bill has now been withdrawn, okay. but uh, the protests have evolved to much more than the bill because um, so the bill was um, raised uh, in June and mm -hmm. it was about to get passed, but then the protests uh, got very. Um, not, um, there are a lot of protesters that went out on the street. So right. Hong Kong has a population of 8 million people. Around that week, we had a protest of 2 million people. Okay. 2 million wow. out of 8. Yeah. yeah so, so that's around 30% of the population. Of people yeah. Put down everything of, in their daily life just to go out there and march to protest the spills. Imagine Man. this. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. So, um, so under this pressure, um, uh, the government has uh, withdrawn this bill. However, um, the situation has evolved to much more than the bill because of mainly the way the police treat the protesters. Yes, I, I've seen a lot of that. Um, and, and I know that you mentioned that you were gonna uh, provide some videos, and we'll definitely make sure to put those in, in the in the show notes if you still want to send a couple of links to those. But I know that. Um, the police were throwing tear gas bombs into into crowds and beating citizens and, and things like that. Like a very American police way to handle protests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and there's more to that actually. Uh, would you like me to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Go ahead. Of course. Yeah. Um, so uh, there are a couple of incidents that are quite. Um, terrifying to us and uh, basically make it, made this more a humanitarian crisis than a political struggle. So okay. um, uh, for one, in, on the 21st of July, uh, there are some protests in, uh, outside the Chinese government's office in Hong Kong. So after the protests, uh, there are a mob of people who are armed with wooden and metal sticks they rushed into a subway station and they indiscriminately beat up people in the station oh, who wow. wore black. So um, because the black was the dress code of the protests, right? And oh. yeah, so they just went into the station, beat and up everybody was who was in black. black. So yeah, uh, today I'm wearing black as well. I I didn't choose. Yeah. So um, if you wore black that day and happened to be in that station, you're gonna bleed. Oh, man. Uh, what's worse about that is that um, there are two cops that were spotted outside the station, but mm -hmm. then they saw this and turned away. Oh, man. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, right. um, people, of course, called emergency service, right? But the police only arrived 40 minutes, 40 minutes after the first calls, but by then the mobs had left. Yeah. Holy so, we're speculating a little bit here, but there's definitely some collusion there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, you know, the police kind of turning a blind eye to, to the situation, um, yeah. especially knowing the, the situation dealing with the protests. I, I understand that. Yeah. So that, that's quite a horrible situation. And uh, in fact, talking about this, there's another incident on the 31st of August where the cops did it better themselves. So they they themselves mobbed the station 
and indiscriminately beat up people. This time, they didn't care about uh, what color. They just beat up any young people because they're, the protesters are mainly young people. So, okay. yeah, so they beat up everyone. And, and then uh, after that, there were a lot of floating corpses on the rivers and seas. So no one knew what was happening, but we're, uh, we're suspecting that uh, there are some people who died from that day. Okay. Uh, who, but then the government just um, ignores it. Or, yeah, ignores it. Uh, they don't publicize anything. So, yeah, that's yeah. So you you can see why this has evolved to much more than just a bill, right? Because yeah. this is now about police brutality and also basically, um, it's yeah, a basically human, human, human life, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. speaking of human rights, like I'm sure you understand, Jeremy, like the the other situations going on in China with the Chinese government, basically, yeah, yeah, with um with with the Muslim population of just putting them in basically concentration camps and, and murdering them, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I think you know from from an American's pr- perspective, um having what happened with Daryl Morey in the NBA ended up being a good thing because it, it put a, a magnifying glass on on President Xi and on the uh, the Communist Party's government. And because as Americans, like, we're just like, oh, you know, we, we buy products from China and China's great. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. Why, why, why do we have to fight? Why do we have to argue? Yeah. Like, um, and and this was a, a really eye-opening opportunity for, for us as Americans to see the differences between, you know, Beijing and, and Washington, D.C., and not just that, but even Beijing and, and Tokyo or, or Beijing and Hong Kong and seeing that China is very, very harshly trying to consolidate as much power as possible to have control over companies and countries all over the world um yeah, which, which yeah. is frightening I, yeah i i'm actually quite thankful to daryl mori for voicing out for hong kong uh one thing is that he he's the only person with such guts to voice out mm-hmm. and even if uh, he did second... roll that back right afterwards yeah yeah but yeah he didn't roll it back his owner told him to yeah. right that's right yeah, his <laughs> Obviously. Owner, yeah. Yeah, his owner went on Twitter, and like if I if, if he if his owner hadn't said anything about it, I probably would have just like skimmed over it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know. And well, had the had that, the yeah. had the Chinese government not forced multiple, basically every company in China to disown yeah. the Houston Rockets, like it wouldn't have been news. Yeah, yeah. it would have really yeah. not been news here. So, but because the I'm, NBA I, might lose yeah. over a billion dollars in one tweet. um it's become it's become news because the NBA, you know, as much as we want to think of them as a, as a progressive league, like you, you know, they are more progressive than than most other sports leagues. But the job right. of the NBA is to make money, and they've lost a lot of money because of one picture in one tweet from Daryl Morey. Yeah, and it's like it's you know, again, like I didn't know anything about the situation until until the stuff with happened. Morey, until stuff with Morey and stuff happened, and. You know, I was looking on like Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Oh, like, like owners, or I guess like the NBA is like preparing for like for the salary cap to go down." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because of this which is like in, which is insane to me you know it's like it's insane at one point and at another point it's like well i mean like they do have like one billion people yeah. you know again in that, this is like in that country so it's crazy but i don't know if i've talked about this here but i was reading pretty pretty soon after the maury situation happened um from a couple of sources and i need to validate them before i say like this is absolutely true so if you're hearing me say this like validate it yourself but um i saw from a couple sources talking about the fact that the nba expects that there are more nba fans in the country of china than there are people in the united states so so china as a market is bigger to the nba than the u.s is which is why they're so (laughs) which is why they're so fearful of anything that daryl Morey or anybody else says um which makes sense like then you have to to kowtow your your speech to what president xi and the communist party want yep yep um but uh i think um there are two points that i want to raise about the situation yeah uh one is that if so chinese people they buy a lot of nba products right Mm -hmm. but if they are able to afford a sneaker, an NBA jersey, they will be able to afford going abroad and then buying them and then bringing them back. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, consumers in China, they're very, very smart. Uh, I don't know if you have heard this, but um, so there were uh, there were some big controversies about uh, formula milk in China back in uh, 2008. Okay. And then since then, uh, Chinese people mob outside the country to uh, s- massively purchase formula milk from other countries to bring it back to them. Okay. Yeah. So. So basically, there's Chinese... a black market for formula milk. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is that Chinese consumers are very very smart. That if you ban it inside China, they'll go outside China to buy them, bring them back. Okay. So. I think the uh, loss of profit from the sales of uh, products in China is overstated. That's uh, okay. one thing I want to add. And then, uh, of course, the, um, the officials they will uh, they could probably ban uh, the TV uh, broadcast of NBA games, which does indeed uh, bring a huge hit to the revenue of NBA. But uh, I think that is overstated just because the, they can go overseas and buy the products. Right, and right. The and then second... fans will always find a way to watch it online. Yeah, yeah. Although they will lose the uh, the profit from the broadcast because you right. don't need to pay when watching streams. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the second point I want to raise is that there's simply no middle point if you're dealing with China. So what I'm trying to say is um, Daryl Mori, he tweeted this uh, thing about supporting Hong Kong mm-hmm. and then China was hugely reactive to it and then they banned stuff and stuff. Uh, and then Adam Silver. Adam Silver didn't actually back Maury that much, right? He just said, oh, uh, we have freedom of speech and we have to live with the consequences of freedom of speech. Right. Yeah. And yeah, even, even to this statement, China was very reactive to it. They said, oh, but freedom of speech doesn't include anything that will uh, hurt the national security and national pride uh, okay so basically whatever you're gonna say they 
about freedom of speech, they will not accept it. So basically, there's no middle ground. You either yeah. have to, you either have to follow the Chinese way completely, or yeah. you just have to stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, I think yeah. either either way, whatever happens, if they they want to censor your um, broadcast, if they want to censor the NBA broadcast, they will do it. Despite the fact that you try your best to not anger them, mm-hmm. yeah. So that uh, that's the point I'm on the race. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it doesn't matter either... what the NBA does at this point. Um, China's made their decision. Yep, exactly. Um, which is why you know, even when the uh, the Nets and Lakers were playing in China, you know, media availability was cut off completely because yeah. China owns the media um and so they can just they can just tell everybody like nope you can't sorry yeah (laughs) yeah but Uh, then did you see did you see the pictures of that game that game was full like it was people still went there so and and that's another thing it's like you know it, it sounds weird to say but you know the way people react the way quote unquote people react online isn't necessarily how people actually feel because the Chinese government has invested heavily in social media like Twitter and um, they there is a such thing as as, you know Chinese bots that will just go and (laughs) and attack people for opinions that's what happened to Woj yeah yep yeah and Mori and I was like oh and Mori yeah (laughs) Yeah. and and so (laughs) because they understand that Americans don't like they can't comprehend the fact that the people that are reacting to them are not necessarily real people. Um, and so it, it seems to Americans that the sentiment from China is that every Chinese citizen is upset about the Hong Kong situation, which is not necessarily true because Chinese citizens aren't allowed to speak out about it. And the only way Uh, that they're allowed to speak out about it is in a pro China stance. Yep. Uh, I think that's a very insightful take from you. Uh, I think uh, many people seeing those tweets, seeing the, seeing how those tweets flooded uh, Nomori and Woj's timeline, uh, they would think, oh, uh, all Chinese people are upset about uh, Hong Kong. They're mm-hmm. all pro the government, but in reality, no. So they're just, uh, firstly, they're bots that are um, basically state-sponsored people who just... Uh, Daily and nightly, they run the social media to push their propagandas. Yeah, and uh, also Chinese people—they are smart. They they will follow you, um, like they will act like they're following your demands, but in fact they're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. They well, have their own opinions. Yeah, I, I think it's also fair to say that you know there there are probably Chinese citizens that actually do agree with. Xi and and his regime on how China reacted to Daryl Morey's tweet, but I don't think it's fair to say that all Chinese citizens feel that way. Yep, yep, that's correct. I think uh, Chinese people they're uh, uh, once again they're quite brainwashed about um, patriotism, like yes. anything, anything they can link link it to national security, mm-hmm. national yeah. pride, something like that. So right. um, I would say there are there are definitely a lot of people that are pro government that are upset about 
morally upset about anything uh, that speaks against them. Mm-hmm. But there are also other people who are trying their best to maintain their freedom in China, mm-hmm. although that's quite a hard thing to do. Right, right. I mean, yeah. but okay. China has a booming middle class that's unprecedented in it, in its time since the Communist Party existed. And a lot of that has to do with Western culture bringing a, a ton of jobs to China. And so, you know, it, it's yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how the next, you know, five years go in, in, in China as, as things continue. Because I, I don't think that this is a situation where the Communist Party is going to loosen the reins anytime soon. If anything, they're going to Tighten become tighter and tighter on their control. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the Chinese middle class handles that as Xi tries to concentrate power as much as possible. And then American and Western companies and investments leave China for other countries. Yeah, uh, but I would say I'm quite pessimistic about the um, possibility that the um, people in mainland China can... Uh, make a change uh, mm-hmm. for freedom because um, you know with the technology that China has right now it has basically become a world an Orwellian world yeah. in China so there are a lot of censorship um, everything is um, under surveillance of the central government right and right if, you know with uh, with your cell phones they can just ban you from say paying uh, paying from credit cards from your cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you yeah. if you do anything wrong, they can they can make your life very very hard. Right, because yeah. most people in mainland pay through like WeChat for things, right? Yep, yep. And yeah. the Chinese government has a, a large control over WeChat. Yeah. So um, that's something to look that's something to look at too. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, I I definitely want to thank you for coming on and educating us about you know china in general mainland china yeah, um the, the situation this, in hong kong so. I, I think it, it's very important for for our listeners to understand that you know the nba is a global sport and so the situation that happened with mori is probably the first of many and this is probably a tipping point for the nba yeah uh i'm very very happy that you guys uh brought me on as well i think uh yeah once again i wanted to um bridge the gaps of your knowledge about uh what's happening in hong kong and uh as much as i like i would like to talk about kp and luca and (laughs) brunson uh i think there are uh important stuff that we need to talk about so yeah i'm very very thankful that you have me yeah absolutely well you know what since you brought it up like just really quickly how do you feel the first first two preseason games how are you first two three uh (laughs) Uh, um i didn't watch it in full because work yeah but um it wasn't very good right uh only luca played very well and kp missed a lot of shots uh seth didn't look very good (laughs) that's true that's Uh, true uh, Tim Hardaway did look very good, so yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, see. I think I think KP is just rusty, and he needs to he needs more time to fit in the system. Yeah, he I hasn't agree. played in almost two years, so yeah, like I'm yeah. gonna give him the yeah, benefit of gonna, the doubt. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna you know it's gonna take a little while for him to get there. So, but I think he will. I, yeah, I also think the lawn 
the long right, he's not quite involved in offense. So that, yeah. that's something to watch as well. I think he's much better than he's shown the last two preseason games. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah. you know, again, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to let everybody know where to follow you on Twitter if they want to know more about what you're up to? Yeah, uh, my Twitter is uh, jwong uh, jwong41. Uh, okay. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. J, uh, jwong41 on on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. So that's me. Okay. Um, well, again, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, to everybody else, I know that we mentioned that we were going to do a Q&A, but um, when Jeremy reached out, we felt like it was very important for us to, to have this conversation. Um, we'll do the Q&A yeah. next week. So just um, tweet Ruben over at Reddit Mavericks for any questions that you have. We'll have Bryce on as well, and um, we'll answer. We'll try. All the, anyway, yeah. We'll try to have Bryce on. We'll see. Uh, we'll make him come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we'll answer all those questions next week. But again, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking um, China, Hong Kong with us. And um, to everybody that's listening, I, I hope you have a great day. Later, guys. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.